If you're looking for a podcast about all things hunting, especially in the South, you've come to the right place. My name is Weber Herbison, and hunting is the ultimate addiction. Welcome back to the Ultimate Addiction Podcast. This is uh, Tactic Series Part 2. Uh, today we're going to talk about kind of how to stay longer in the stand, a little bit of you know how to be a little more comfortable when you're hunting, and uh, some tips and tricks on how to stay warm in the, in yeah, the cold weather. Yeah, we're getting in the late season right now, and so uh, temperature's dropping, and everybody knows it's doesn't take much to get cold so we're going to give you some uh tips and tactics to get cold and today we got some new people on the podcast i guess you could say the other half of team ua here the harrison boys checking in right what's going on everybody <laughs> we got uh maverick and marshall harrison with us uh we're in the we're in the lab right now at the hunting camp the uh, the old hunting room yeah aka the storage shed yeah the ozone room the ozone (laughs) room uh smells more like uh cedar and cypress wood than than anything it's more natural than the dawn detergent hey yeah uh so i guess to start this thing off uh we're gonna talk about some of our favorite things that help us stay warm let's go with um some stories first i heard y'all want to tell some stories yeah, you want know, to start with that? I'm some fine with that. Topics. Some some of your favorite old uh, hunting camp stories. I know, I know people like to listen to old hunting camp stories. So we'll get into yeah. that. And kind of say how I got started hunting too. Then then you'll have to uh, stick around for the pro tips later on. So let's go first, Marshall or Maverick. I'll go first. Uh-huh. I'm the oldest hey, anyway. I can tell a funny story. <laughs> go ahead, Marshall. You go. Yeah. First born. Take it first. away. So, yeah, I know I've been hunting since I was six years old. Uh, my dad started taking me. I know six years old was the first time I got to start taking a gun, shot at a few deer, didn't kill nothing or even cut a hair or anything like that. So, <laughs> But I got my feet wet. Uh, the next year, finally killed my first buck, little nine point, and then also killed a doe too, and that's just been history since then just been going for years now i've always grown up hunting with my dad and my brother uh, friends hunted in a deer camp for 17 years so most of them folks i pretty much grew up with was like hunting with family so but i mean if it comes in season we pretty much hunt it yeah so last year we got to really hunt together going to colorado yeah that was kind of I guess the first time we've really hunted, all of us hunted yeah. together. Got real, yeah. got got real close uh-huh. for a long time. <laughs> In yeah. a tent for, for a week. For a truck. Well, 10 by 10 tent. Golly, 10 by 10 tent and mm-hmm. 19 hours there there yeah. and back in the truck. So, What a ride. Lots That's of fun. gear, not a lot of space. No. You ain't lying. These boys love their gear. What about you, Mav? What's, uh, tell us a little bit of your background. I'm sure it's a lot like... Uh, Yes, it's a lot like Marshall's. I think I shot my first deer. I think I was six. 
a curse, don't miss spike. <laughs> uh, shot him with the single shot 243 of the red dot scope. That gun. That's how far? He, he went about 60 yards. That's but a pretty good shot. After that, I mean, his history, it was it was laying him down, son. Oh, but yeah. I mean, pretty much what Marshall said, just followed right behind him. And and if y'all hear us refer to somebody as Roy, uh, Marshall is Roy, so yeah. AKA. Roy. Fun, fun fact about that single shot two forty three with the red dot. Also, the gun I used to kill my first deer. So, and nice. is that the same gun you missed all them deer with the year before? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what was even funnier? The day I killed that deer, me and my dad, we were hunting at the camp. We went hunting like a day trip and he let me target practice on an armadillo <laughs> with that 243 <laughs> with the 243 and it was pretty close like he had me over his shoulder and I remember I missed it so bad and I was like he's probably thinking now he's probably like oh man this is gonna be bad but that Kurt that old Spike son he didn't stand a chance <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I miss a deer the same evening how big were his spikes you're about as tall as my cup right here. That's about a 24-ounce cup. About an 8-inch spike. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I mean, he's a good one. Okay, six and a half. Oh, he's a good one. Yeah. I mean, he needed to be taken out. One of them, the one of them needed to Spoon and Crockett. Yeah, Spoon and Crockpot Club. Oh, yeah. I remember when I got the old blood smeared on my face for the first oh, deer yeah. kill. I loved it. <laughs> it was awesome. Hooked ever since. I was hooked. Man, had, my red be- had my red beanie on and everything. You were sad in the next day you killed that it rub it on your face again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, man, what what happened here? Where's where's my blood paint? Where's yeah. my war paint? Mav was up the one always delivering the kill shots, and I was the one always missing. Mrs. Back in the the old days. Definitely in the youth days. I was <laughs> deadly at a youth Finally, age. I found my groove. Yeah. <laughs> Took him a little while. Yeah. And then how's all season going so far? It's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Pretty no tough. deer on the ground. I have killed an eight point. Not very proud of him. I ain't gonna say. Uh, thought definitely thought he was a lot bigger when I shot him, and then when I found him, I was like, mm, I messed up. Yeah, but you can't eat the horns, can you? No, I mean he he's at the processor and he's ready, so we gonna go get him next week. But uh, yeah, if I could get that one back, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there. I've, I've had I've had that happen a couple of times. I'm not new to it. Yeah, <laughs> ain't new to it. When you hunt for it's dickheads, definitely not going to be the last one. I did put the Mohican sneak on him, so I kind of asked for it. Nice. nice. Hey, went that far, might as well shoot him. Hey, That's right. It, he wouldn't even send us a picture. Strong it cost case me. I didn't even uh, take a picture of this deer. Oh, uh, my boy Wick. He t- tried to take a picture with it, and I, I saw it, and I was like, oh, we're just going to have to delete that one. <laughs> we're going to have to save this story for another day. This would just be a story, not a picture to follow yeah. it. <laughs> I'm back in my day. But, yeah, uh, that one didn't make it. But, yeah, I've got some meat on ice, but that's that's about it. Man, one of, one of our buddies, and everybody knows him, and y'all might have even heard the story. Uh, I, like... I mean, he's one of our best for one of my best friends for sure, and he's the funniest guy you'll ever meet. And I'm gonna try not to say his name, but everybody knows who he is. Uh, he calls me this a few years ago, and uh, 
so he called me one day and he's like, man, I shot a big deer. Like he's down. I just need you to help me come load him up. Cause I ain't no big deal. Came sure enough, big eight point. We loaded him up. Good deal. Whatever. He calls me a few weeks later. He's like, it's like nine thirty at night. And I'm trying to tell the story in a way that is funny. And it's not like one of those, you had to be there type things. He calls me at like nine thirty at night and he's like, man, I just shot a giant. <laughs> not, not like I just shot a giant, but like this evening, I shot a giant. And uh, I was like, really? He's like, yeah, man. Got a split brow tine. He's huge. <laughs> and I was like, really? Like, how big do you think he is? He's like, 160. Easy. And uh, I was like, man, like, heck yeah. Uh, he's like, can you help me come look for him in the morning? Like, I, I shot him right at dark. And I couldn't couldn't find any blood, uh, but I'm pretty sure I hit him. I was like, yeah, like I'll be in the, I'll be there in the morning. And man, it was cold. Golly, it was cold. But I get there next morning. We head out on his four wheeler, and where he hunts, like his farm is, uh, like the owner of this land leases it to them to farm and deer hunt, and they duck hunt it. And it's like 10 of them out there duck hunting. And they're coming out. It's like he, the owner, like his buddies, all their kids. The kids are like, you know, eight years old. <laughs> and uh, he's like, they're like, what y'all doing, you know? He's like, man, I shot a big buck last night. And I'm, uh, we're coming to go look for him. He's like, oh, like, we'll come help y'all look. You know, how big you think he is? He's like, man, 160s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i'm like i'm fired up he's fired up all of them are like man yeah so we all go out there and he's like, all right i shot him right here let's just take off walking you know me and you will go down this trail we'll just send them out into the crp and uh sure enough it's like a whole posse of duck hunters out there walking this crp and then me and parker well there went his name <laughs> we, we can bleep it out everybody knew hold, hold up do these duck hunters still have their waders on? Probably. I don't remember. Walking through the thickets. But more than likely, yes. <laughs> but uh, we get out there, and so we go down this trail together, and it splits. And we can't find any blood. He goes right, I go left. And uh, I'm looking, man, I'm not finding any blood. And I didn't, we, had, we were pretty sure we were on his track, and I wasn't on it anymore. And about that time, he goes, I got him. So I run over there, and... By the time I get there, he's looking at me, and he's like, this ain't the deer I shot. (laughs) I said, do what? He goes, something ain't right. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he drags him out of this cedar tree. Cedar tree? Like a 100-inch eight-point with a split route. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And he's like, man this can't be the deer I shot. <laughs> and there's a bullet hole just right behind the front shoulder. And I'm like, he goes, you think this is the deer I shot? <laughs> I said, man, I, w- I don't know. Like, do you think it is? I said, you said he got a split brow tie. And he goes, yeah, this got to be the one I shot. <laughs> and so, like, all the duck hunters like, you say you found him? They come running over there. And they're like, and before they even get there, he's like, man, I, I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. And they're like, what? And we pull him out, and they're like, oh, man. Nice one. Good deer, dude. That's a good one, you know. 
Congratulations. And, and it, it's funny because the deer that I went to pick up or help him get beforehand was actually big. And, I mean, I don't know. But it was funny. He was like, man, I don't think this is the deer I shot. And I was like, well, he's got a bullet hole right behind his shoulder. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I bet it is. Oh, I got a funny one to follow that up short. We were in this deer camp, and me, my dad, and a friend of ours lived down the road. We we wasn't doing anything that afternoon. I was like, won't you just come hunt with us? I stuck him in a stand. Like, I don't even think we've hunted it. We we were brand new to this place. Didn't know anything. This was just in a good spot. Put him there, and I went walking and found me a good spot on the ground. I ain't sat there 30 minutes. I hear him shoot. You, you know we're from the south. All these hunts talking about we were on the ground. Yeah. You know? like. yeah. <laughs> and I hear him shoot, and I text him. I said, what you done shot? He said, a big one. Grown like, deer. I was like, there ain't no way, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. So I get up, and I walk back, and it's like by the time I walk back to him, it's done got right at dark. I said, where was it? He said, over here. And I found like a speck of blood and then like some leaves kicked up and another little speck and that was about it. I'm like, man. I was like, what kind of bullets are you shooting? He showed me. And then he's like, he, I got to look and he done shot through a bunch of trash. Mm. I think he had like maybe a ballistic tip or something uh-huh. like that. So I'm like, oh. I said, you probably got him, but that's why we ain't got no blood trail. Yeah, he ain't gonna bleed. So my dad and another guy that was actually hunting that evening come back there, and we're like, we're looking around trying to figure out like what's going on, and like my dad asked him, like, how big is he? He's like, man, he's big. Like, you know, <laughs> when people <laughs> the throw old, their arms uh, up, uh, it's it, 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 about he's like this, yeah. you know. So <laughs> we're looking like we still ain't finding much. We're on the edge of this pine cut over thicket type deal south mississippi new, new planted pines is what it was so it's not got thick oh, briars yeah, real thick and we're like all right we can call this guy with this dog so we're like all right, all right we'll, we'll. yeah man he's big what's what's let's call the yeah, dog we need, we need dog he's he big. said he'd be here in like two hours we done talked to the dude I'm like okay so we just like kind of skirt the edge of this cut over. And my dad finally says, Hey, I got him. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, he's excited. And I, I, I was already like fanned out that way. And I Is walked your dad over there. Excited or the guy's excited? Oh, the guy that shot him's excited. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when you get the, I get oh, over there and my, I, I got him. I can, yeah. Here he is. <laughs> yeah. My dad was sitting there and he had the flashlight shined on him. I was like, Hmm. Mm. And then the boy that shot him come up, and he said, Hey, man, is uh, this deer you shot? He looked at him. He said, No, I don't think that's him. <laughs> <laughs> we don't my, track the wrong deer. My dad said, Well, this one's warm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a bullet hole. <laughs> Let's just say he was a lot less than what he said mm-hmm. he was. Like I said, I think that's happened to everybody, but it's just funny when it's a great oh, it's it's all, a It always makes a great story. All right, so let's get into the the tactics now since we're part two of the tactics series. Uh, 
and we want to talk about how to stay warm and stay longer in the deer stand and this is a big topic for Maverick because he, he's about the most <laughs> cold-natured person I've ever met. I will freeze to death if it's below 50 degrees, even it, if it's 50 degrees. It's not surprising to, to get a text message at 8 o'clock. Dude, I'm so cold. I'm freezing. Hey, but I will tough it out till 10, 30, 11 in that cold. I know. Uh, so, like, not to mean to interrupt you, but, like, what's, what's y'all's goal, like, say in the morning time? Because most time that's when you're going to get cold cold or you know in the evening time you're gonna be like hey well i'm hunting dark you know whatever yeah what's y'all's like kind of cut off time in the morning time on average i know you got like different moon phases like well i know the deer are moving in the middle of the day i'm gonna try to like hunt through lunch or something like that but on average what's your time like if i hadn't seen nothing by now i'm getting down i'm going to eat lunch or breakfast whatever man early season early season i'll get down pretty early uh you know nine third nah, you know it gets daylight a little earlier you mean season. you mean you hunt in the morning in the early season oh of course always uh yeah Did you not it, listen to our last podcast <laughs> just be in the stand be in the woods you never hunt the mornings in early season don't you know that's what the old timers say but uh no in the in the early season i'll get down earlier I, i'm not gonna sit till lunch it's gonna get hot you know by 9 30 i'll get down later on in the year once you get to november and stuff man i like 11 o'clock it's like my get down time <laughs> and I know most people are like, golly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no doubt. I'm a 10 to 11 o'clock kind of guy. So 10, 10, 30. Even, even like, when I'm hunting around my house and, you know, literally two miles from my house and yeah. I know I got stuff I need to do, I'm like, hey, you need to sit to at least 10. Mm-hmm. I, I really try to sit till 11 most days. Uh He's just sitting that long to get out of them chores. I swear, yeah, I do. I'm sitting up there as long as I can so I don't have to worry about anything when I get back. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do when you get down? Go watch TV? Probably study. Yeah. Right now. Maybe it's different learning. for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like 10.30 and then in the evenings, um, I'll have to go till I can't see, till I can't shoot. And then the, depending on the deer, like if it's getting kind of dark where I'm, don't want to shoot a deer or like where i'm like well if he walks up now it's gonna be a hard shot and i go ahead and get down sometimes just because i'm scared the deer like i'd cause more trouble leaving when a deer's in there than i would be just go ahead and leaving now right right. you know because you might hear a deer and it's gonna take 15 minutes to get where you are that's like if I'm hunting a food pot and there's like if there's nothing out there at five twenty, yeah, I'll like just go, go ahead and get, and get out. Yeah, we ain't just spooking nothing gone. out. Yeah, uh, I'm the opposite. I stay till, I stay till the moon is shining on me because I feel like you do less damage when you're. If you spook something in the dark, they're less likely to be boogered up as much. If that makes sense. Yeah, they just hadn't clearly identified you. Yeah, they're they know like, you're annoyed. There's a ruckus over there. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, I didn't like it. Yeah. And that's me. I, dude, I, I, I dang near will not get out of the stand until 6 o'clock in the evening. Like, I won't get out until the moon is shining on me. Yeah. That's like, I, I sat a good 30 minutes after dark the other day on a field. Yeah. Mainly because there was deer out there. Yeah, if there but was deer out there, I will, I will sit. There yeah. was a couple deer out there that were like, 
kind of on the borderline whether or not I wanted to shoot them. And one of them I really wanted to see in person come out like it was after shooting time. All I could see was like kind of a silhouette of his rack. Mm-hmm. I knew it was him. And I knew he was feeding like 100 yards away from the stand. I said, we got to sit here. <laughs> Can't spook him. And I was like, and finally I could, and I could, st- it was like a full moon. I could kind of tell the deer had gone away. I was like, we can get down now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Once it gets dark, uh, you're not, you're doing, you're doing more damage by getting down right at dark because that's when deer move. Uh, it's also like, so I do mean, you, do you think w- that if you're, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but do you think that even if you're not hearing any deer? Yeah, I think so. Because I can't tell you how many times deer have walked by me right after dark. And, you know, at the time most people would get down, I'll hear them, I'll hear them coming and I'll let them go by me and then I'll get down after dark. And the reason I say that, I was going to get into this on another topic, but I can bring it up again. Deer are crepuscular. That's the name of the word. I just had to look it up. Break out the Webster's. Yeah, crepuscular, I think is how you pronounce it, and that means they move at dawn and dusk. That's when they can see the best. They, they see in the blue color spectrum so that, you know, right at dark, right at daylight, it's like blue. It You know, the light, it almost looks blue to us, if that makes sense. So they can see really well, and so that's when they're most comfortable moving. And so I try to stay well after dark because if you get down right at dark nine times out of ten you're gonna spook deer because that's just when they move that's you know 90 percent of the time when they move that's if you're on a big deer a lot of times that's when he'll move and i can't tell you how many times the deer i'm hunting or just other deer in general will walk under me right before daylight right after dark you know, come into a food source or just anything really, and so I'm 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 real conscious about that. But that is not our tactic today. Our tactic is how to stay in the how to stay in the stand longer, not why. Yeah, that's a whole different rabbit hole there. Yeah. So something pro tip for me: your feet and your hands are going to get cold mainly before anything, yeah, and. Your head, for sure, mine. And your head is where most of your, your heat is. Your twenty percent of your body heat comes from your head. Yep. I think it's more than that. It's uh, it's something like that. I think it's like twenty percent on your head. I think your your core is like forty, and I think each extremity is ten, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Whatever it is, number one, I always wear a beanie. I'm I'm gonna wear a beanie because you know, the heat comes from your head. But it, as far as like my feet. You want to buy your boots like two sizes too big if you're going to wear thick socks with them. Because if you buy, let's say you wear an 11 size shoe or a 12, and you buy that exact size, and then you throw a thick, you know, wool sock in that, it's going to be so tight on your feet, there's going to be no circulation. So you got to buy. And it doesn't take much, like even the smallest. My boots I've got on now, they're tight, which I move around so it's no problem. But like even the slightest little bit, if you're sitting still, not moving, 
and it's cold, like that even just a little, something you might not even think about will cut off that circulation enough yeah. to keep your toes cold. Because you can only sit so long in the cold, even if you got the best gear, which if you have the best gear, you might be able to sit for 24 hours. But even after 24 hours, there's only so much your body can do Yeah, just sit to keep you warm. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess that would be my number one pro tip as far as your feet go is buy big boots. You know, your insulated boots, buy them two sizes too big. Like I wear a 12 in my boots, and so my insulated boots are as high as 14s, and they're hard to be quiet in, but my feet stay warm. And so I've seen sitting in this room uh, Maverick's got all his stuff turned inside out I listened to a guy named John Barklow and he has a bunch of good tips so if you know if you don't feel like this is giving you enough information go to him to listen to some stuff but Maverick's got all his stuff turned inside out so that comes with the boots you know your insulation in your boots how much do you use because John Barklow's big thing is don't get too much insulation because your feet will sweat. Yeah, correct. And his thing is moisture control. Yep. And I've learned that this year I've worn insulated, not insulated, or 600 gram insulation. And in the past I've worn 1,000 gram insulation Mm -hmm. on my rubber boots. And I've noticed with the, your circulation and that little bit less insulation not making my feet sweat yeah, so much you're not so hot it's made a huge up. difference so follow up with that like i remember when we were hunting with kids like so like our old place we used to hunt like you have to wear rubber boots like you're if you don't wear you would almost you could almost wear hip boots i, yeah. I remember when like, i was younger like, like our dad, dad would be toting us on his back to certain spots the swamps he bought me a youth pair of chest waders and we didn't go duck hunting we were deer hunting. <laughs> he just, I, I just got just big enough. He didn't want to tote me across them sloughs. So, and the youth rubber boots weren't tall enough. So. so, I remember we would have like lacrosse burleys. They would be like 1,000, 1,200 grams, 1,600 grams mm-hmm. in slush feet. Get, get be the most. Freezing to death at, at daylight. Like freezing to death. And like feet to me, like my feet are. They're, I wouldn't say they're going to get cold. They're going to get cool. Yeah. Which, that's not, yeah. that's not, that doesn't bother me. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, now, they can get cold, and, like, when my feet get numb, that kind of bothers me. But, like, I don't know, like, feet, feet coldness has never been, like, just one of my issues. But, like, when something gets cold on me, that affects my whole body. Uh-huh. Yep. Mainly, not my feet mainly, but like if my hands get cold or my head or my ears get cold, mainly like my neck area. Like if wind is blowing and it's like I don't have something covered up my neck, I will get cold. Yeah. But to follow up with what you said, so like once I like, I guess you'd call like got serious with it, with hunting. Yeah. Um, They had came out with the lacrosse arrowhead boots, the new stuff, the very comfortable rubber boots. I had bought, yeah, I had bought the three mils. Everybody was buying stuff. I was like, I don't need that much insulation. Feet never got cold in them. So like this year, and honestly, I I don't know why I don't get on this kick, but like I don't like to wear rubber boots. I don't know. Got some ankle. I can just walk. They don't let the the moisture come out. My legs don't get hot. If your legs don't have them, sweating or whatever, walk quieter without them. So like. I've been wearing 
my solemn shoes that I wear turkey hunting. Yeah. And they're non-insulated hiking boots. So I've been wearing them like all year. Love them. Super comfortable boots. And so, oh, I've been wearing them with like, since they're not insulated, I've been wearing them with a thicker sock. And I will take, as soon as I get in the stand, like, I mean, like, as soon as I knock air or I put a bullet in my gun, you know, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm taking these old, big, furry wool socks I have, and I'm pulling them over them, over the them in uninsulated boots. Because they're thin on top. Like, they have Gore-Tex, but they're thin. Like, you walk through water with turkey and your, your feet feel yeah. wet. But yeah. it's just the cold water. Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, it's been it's awesome. So you're... My feet don't get cold, and like you, if your like feet get cold, you take a little hand warmer, sit on top of them toes on that <laughs> spot, dude, hot. So you're you're walking. It's uninsulated boots you're using, and then you're putting wool socks over, over the top of these boots. Over the top. Now I will say, like, I am the kind of person that like, <laughs> I will spend some money on some good socks. Yeah. Like, to me, like, I'm not gonna go buy redhead insulated socks. Like, if it's not smart wool, darn tough, or send merino wool socks, I'm not, I'm not buying it. No. Like, I mean, for socks, for a pair, they're, like, they're kind of pricey. Yeah, but, like, they're totally well works. worth it. Yeah. Like, I mean, even yeah. when we've gone on our hiking, hunting, turkey trips, like, I wear them all day. And, like, my feet never get cold. Like, honestly, I could wear them the next day. And, and Marino's antimicrobial, yeah. so they, you can kind of wear them two so three like, days in a row, flip them inside out. To me, I won't never own another boot, especially a rubber boot. Now, a hiking boot, I probably wouldn't own nothing, no more than 400 grams of insulation, but more realistically, probably two. But I won't never own a pair of rubber boots with no more than 800 grams of insulation. I think if you get above that, way too much, way too much. I agree, especially in the South. Yeah, but like, and you get to walk in, but and like, that's when you're you get to doing all the sweating and stuff like that. Dude, you you can pull the four wheeler right up to the the stand. I can be driving in the It'd truck with the defrost on my feet and feel my feet sweat. Oh yeah, I mean you can do anything, but if like, it's not actually cold. I think if you sweating. get the right, like you, it's all trial and error. Like what you like, like how much insulation you want, but like. One of the main things I think it is with keeping your feet warm is buying the right socks. Like, yeah. if you're not buying the right socks, it don't matter what you do. But if you will spend the extra $15 or 20 and buy the right sock, you will be way happier with your feet. Another thing I have, I have some some heated socks, like some battery-heated socks. And, dude, they will change your life. I also have... <clears throat> Another pro tip, I have a heated base layer, and I'll wear it under my stuff, and man, I don't know who makes it. I want to say Milwaukee makes it, but probably it. I don't know that they make it anymore, but somebody has to make one now, and if you... Tidewee makes it now. I've seen another brand in a hunt store the other day. Can't remember what it's called, but it was... Banded makes a bunch of heated clothes, too. These were base layers that were heated, though. Heated base layers will change your life. I have a heated 
leg base layer that I'll only use when it's real cold. But I got a heated, like just a regular top base layer, long sleeve, and it's got it goes over your hands and it's got like a thumb hole and it's got heated hands and heated chest and it's really heated all the way like around your core and dude it's like taking a hot bath if i'm planning on sitting a long time and it's cold i'm gonna wear it and about nine o'clock i'm gonna crank that thing up and it's, i mean it's like taking a warm bath it'll, it'll dang near put you to sleep so the only thing with battery stuff personally which i think that is the only way true to stay, way truly stay warm to stay cozy warm is heated stuff especially if you're sitting more than a couple hours. But I don't like to rely on a battery. And personally, I just think it's cool to like put together a system that doesn't have to rely on something electronic and you can stay warm in. When it, when it comes to like non-electronic type stuff, I'm going to wear a vest. I'm, you know, if you keep your core warm, yeah. it'll help Co- your core and head 100%. Yep. If you can keep those warm, like they said earlier, beanie's a game changer. Yep. You you might get cool, might get a little chilly, but I don't think you're gonna to freeze to death. Yeah. Like you can you know, you can stick it out. I'm I'm gonna wear a vest, I'm gonna wear a beanie, gloves, you know, that's one thing, man. If yeah, my hands get, if my hands are cold, like I don't I like hand warmers, but you know that sometimes they're too hot, you know, depending on the temperature or the, the day. Sometimes they're too hot. They'll make your hands sweat. So as soon as you take them out of your pockets, you're cold. Oh, yeah. You know, that, or they're that, too old and didn't get hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, they last about an hour. And you so, be able to pull your trigger, for sure. Yeah. And so I like to, I like a pair of gloves. If it's pretty cold, I'm going to wear some gloves. You know, bow hunting, I wear the, the ones with the cutout finger and the cutout thumb. And that's like, like, you'll be sitting there for a person that doesn't ever wear gloves. You're like, Oh man, I don't wear gloves. I just keep my hands in my pockets. Okay, well, I was that guy because I just I didn't like the feel of a, yep. even the thinnest glove, and I rifle hunt a bunch and just not being able to feel my trigger truly mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, you get in these situations yeah. where say this buck's chasing this doe, they're in and out of this thicket or in and out of your shooting lane. You're trying to get on them. And then all of a sudden, they're in that pause. Yep, and they're, your hands start getting cold. They're doing a stare off. Well, you're still sitting here with this gun. You're sitting, you're, you know, you're holding your gun or your bow, and you're like waiting for the opportunity mm-hmm. to strike. And they say, you know, you're like, oh, man. My hands, My hands are, are so cold. Yep, that happened to I me. wish something would happen. Like, please I am miserable. My hands are so cold. Yep. Like, and then you finally, like, like I, I remember before I've been so cold. Like I, I, I gotta move. I, I, I mean, gotta I, put my hands I, in my pocket. If yep. I spook them, I spook them. You know, I, yep. I'm hurting so bad. That right happened now. to me this week when that doe was staring at me. I had, I forgot my gloves at the truck when I went to fix a sandwich and go right back. And like I had a body warmer, and a you know a body warmer has a sticky side. Well, I'd folded it, you know, so it wouldn't be sticky, but I'd stuffed it in my hand muff. I had brought it. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was cold. It was like 45 degrees at 15 mile an hour northwest wind. It was cold. And it was overcast. And I forgot my gloves. Well, that doe was staring at me. You know, it's 5 o'clock. You know, anything happened. I got my bow in my hand. My left hand is, like, 
glass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> I'm like, I wish she would just, like, I don't please. care if she blows. If she comes up here and blows out, I'm a shooter, but, like, she needs to do something. <laughs> don't blow at me. You're going to get Just shot. go. Like, go. Get. <laughs> go and get. I can tell you, like, probably one of my biggest lifesavers I keep in my bag. And Maverick, like, kind of touched on when you feel this uncomfortable situation, but a neck gator. Oh, yeah, neck gator's so, huge. If when it's you're, real cold. When you're sitting there in that ladder stand or lock on in the ground, pretty much anything but a concealed box stand, and that wind gets to blowing, and you just Man. can't get warm. You have, like, your best suit on. I mean, a beanie on your head, anything, but you still are never, like, you don't have that neck part stopped up. Yep. And you'll be freezing. You put that neck gator on. I'm telling you, you could take your... The wind coming down your back. You could take your jacket off if you wear that neck gator. It'll it'll change your life. Touch it on that. So, like, I, I like neck gators. I really do. But I don't like... The sicker ones or the Avery's or whatever, like the big. I feel like they're choking me. Yeah, and like I can't move. So like I like the face shields, like the thin ones, like you wear when you're fishing. So I'll I'll take that beanie. You know I'll run it. I guess midway down the ears, just right above like where you know you'd stick a Q-tip to clean your ear. Because I I can't. The thing about a beanie, I love a beanie, but I I want to be able to hear. And so I'll, I'll always roll my beanie. I will roll it to there, and then I'll take that face shield, and I'll put it on, and I'll stuff it down in my thermal. Yeah, you know, where there's no skin exposed, yeah. like, with anything. And I'll take the back of it, and I'll raise it up, you know, I guess yeah. three-quarters way up the back of my head, where it, it covers the bottom of my earlobes, but, like, that center point where you can hear if your ears are still open... Oh, man, it's a game changer. I'll have it, like, right on the bottom of my chin, too. That's, that's what, nice. That's what Maverick does when it's below 60 degrees because he <laughs> yeah. gets so cold. Yeah, like, I've like started it. wearing, uh, I guess, a baklava. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, you know so, like, it's a neck gator face shield, yeah, and full, it goes over your head. full head net. Those are nice. Like, it's like a sophisticated bank robber mask. I've never heard that word. <laughs> just, just, just Especially the, like a, what a fireman wears to cover his whole neck. Or just, like a just wear the good ski, old mask. ski mask sitting yeah. in the stand. I, it's basically what it is, but it's got the whole, it's got your whole face cut out. Dude, I remember when we were kids, we'd be hunting them older guys to be sitting in the box and some ski mask on or walking around through the woods. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Take that crap off. It's Roll warm. it up or something. It's warm. Like, who are you? Who is that coming through the woods? My, my wife makes fun of me because I put my beanie over my hat. And, like, I practice my bow, like, with my hat on. And so I want my I want to wear a hat. Yeah. I think. There are certain situations you need the brim of man, that hat like, when I, the sun is yeah, just right. Like, I, mean, I want a hat. You, this stand I've been hunting this past week, like, when, when the sun comes up, it's like where the deer are coming from. You're looking straight in there, and like you could kind of block it with the tree, but like, Man, I, dude, I've been wearing a beanie the past few mornings, and like I'm like holding my hand, I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't see nothing coming, but like I wore my hat when I tip it, I was like, oh yeah, that's nice. You gotta have a hat. I gotta wear a hat. That's like I ain't gotta stick my hand up there looking like who is that coming <laughs> through the woods? Yeah, I, I mean, I got to wear a hat, and 
I'll stick, I'll just put a beanie over my hat and then I'll roll it up to you know cover the top of my ears, but really keep my head warm where I can still hear. My wife's like, please don't go out in public like that or don't don't video yourself looking like that. And I'm like, I don't care how I look, I'm warm and I can hear. All right, so just real quick, let's go over what's kind of, it's 25 to 35 degrees in the morning, which that's a 10 degree jump, but kind of similar. What do y'all wear? Just go over real quick. No explanation, just what you're wearing. I'm going to I'm gonna tell all the listeners right now, like, uh, like we've said before, we're not sponsored by anybody, but my base layer is a wool base layer, and it's called Ulfrate. How do you spell that, Patrick? Is it U- U-L-L-F-R-O-T-E? Yeah. One T? It's got two in it. Trust Maverick more than myself. Okay. Two, two T's, and if I'm not mistaken, it may have two E's. Let's say, I don't think it's two E's. Let's say U-L-L-F-R-O-T-T-E. It's German wool. Yeah, the, the website's kind of, the webs, yeah, Swedish? the website is kind of, it's kind of funky Swedish. if you ever search it. It's kind of so, funky. look it up. This is a pro tip. So I just looked it up. U-L-L-F-R-O-T-T-E, and it's got an asterisk over the E. Yeah. Yeah, it had one somewhere. And it's Swedish wool? I thought it was German Swedish. wool. Okay. Is, is the Swedish flag, I think it's blue with a yellow cross. So, I know a lot of people have not heard of this. Look it up. It's expensive stuff, but I can promise you it's it, worth it. It lasts forever. I've had a pair for Man. 10 plus years. And I think they have like a lifetime warranty on it. If so, I'm not mistaken, I could be lying about that. Please don't hold me to that. But they're, it is great stuff. And... If it's 25 degrees, I'm going to wear my heated base layer, obviously, but I probably won't turn it. I won't have to turn it on. That's just if I want to be, like, comfortable. So that heated base layer, it's like a T-shirt. It's, you know, whatever. Yeah, probably polyester. Yeah. Throw the wool, on the old frate on top of it. I wear Sitka. Everybody, I mean, most people do, but, you know, if you're one of those guys that, oh, I don't wear Sitka, you know, that expensive stuff, I have a... It's a fanatic light jacket, and I'll put the fanatic vest over it. And obviously wear a beanie. Obviously wear gloves. My boots and feet. Uh, just wool socks. I have some size 14 lacrosse boots, and they're like 1,200 insulation, and I can sit in them all day. Uh, I wear the, the Stratus pants, the... Sitka Stratus pants with Ulfrate bottoms, and that is it. If it's real, real cold, like in the teens, I'll wear that those heated pants. Do you know, do you know what grams the Ulfrates are? The pants might be 800. I don't know. I don't like 400. 400, not 800. Yeah. And then the top, I think it's 200. Uh, and I know we all probably wear similar stuff, but... A good base layer is going to be a major key in staying warm. It doesn't matter what gear you have. Your base layer is what's going to hold you in. And here's another little secret I have for my top staying warm. I have, I don't know the brand, and I meant to look it up. It is biker gear is what it is. Like those people who... Is it goreware? It might be. It's like I'm pretty sure it is. So it's like you know what it. the bikers wear, mm-hmm. the guys. It's like windproof. It's windproof, and it's just like a t-shirt. Is all it is. It's a windproof t-shirt, base layer, and I'll wear 
you know, it's not a hunting brand or anything, but it's just a thin t-shirt, but it's windproof, and I'll put that under that old frate if I need to. And, man, that stuff will burn you out if it, you know, if it's not real cold. So one thing I want to touch about the old frate, and we had talked about it this week while we were hunting, talking about this stuff, Texan. But, and I know this is a common thing with merino wool, but y'all said the crotch will rip sometimes due to the sizing. Is that because of the size is too small or too large? Uh, too large to me. If you can, yeah, I mean, too you big. Pull them up. They kind of have like a large, I guess, crotch area. Uh huh. And not necessarily your package. Yeah. But like, but it's it's a long area. Yeah. And so when you you really need to pull them up, like get them up to your belly button. Yeah. Make sure you're not when you're stretching out. Yeah. There's not a lot of space. If they're too big, it hangs down a little bit. So if it doesn't fit, if it's like too baggy, I guess you'd say that's when it's going to rip. And I don't yeah. know why. You would think you know. You oh, would think it would be the opposite. Too small. Yeah. And it's a hundred. So smart wool. You smart, smart wool is has a little bit of spandex yeah. in their wool. Wool frate does not. And so that's where you get those that's, rips because it's hundred percent wool. Yeah, it don't yeah. stretch. Yeah. But it is warm. It is it is good stuff. So, so for you cold nature boys, yeah. what you got, man? So, <laughs> I'm gonna put on ten pairs. You of get pants. cold on fifty degree <laughs> so day. I will say you. I will start with one thing I don't like and one thing I do like. So I do not like a heavyweight fleece. I don't. I, I just, think it's a little too okay. warm. I just don't in. like it. It just does not breathe well with me. Oh, I really like down. But you know, down is just not always the quietest. But what I've been, what I typically, or for what your temperature range said, twenty five to thirty five. Oh, which has been pretty much what it's kind of been in the mornings this week, this yeah. past week hunting, and the high's been like forty five, fifty. So I've been wearing <clears throat> a Sika heavyweight bottle and Sika heavyweight hoodie. I've been wearing them for a long time. They are very durable. Really like it. Um, it has this scent control, like Omnia stuff in it or whatever. And like I've noticed a lot, like if I polygene, polygene, that's it. If I get hot in it, I can take it, turn it inside out, like I have it right now, and like it's not gonna let stink. It act, let it air out. It's not gonna stink. I really like that. And it's like I said, it's very durable. I've had it. I've had that i know those thermal bottoms i'm looking at right now for four years and i'm still wearing them yeah like and i'm still gonna wear them for a long time so i've been wearing that as my base layer um and then i've been wearing a first light catalyst vest it's a very thin vest it's a lot like a sika jet stream vest it says windproof i'm i don't it doesn't have gore in it but i'm pretty sure it's windproof it's very similar to that. I'll honestly kind of like it better than a jet stream. In my, it's quieter for sure. And then, um, I've been wearing. I just got it last week, and I've tried a lot of suits. And I will say this is by far my best cold weather suit that I've ever had. And like I said earlier, this like earlier today, if they decide to quit making it tomorrow. I would go order as many as I could afford of it, but it's the new QU proximity suit. The jacket and the pants is by far the it's the truth. 
and it's a fleece material, but it's like a lofted f- fleece. You know, it's yeah, not it's, like it's the stiff, a... hard fleece that you would typically wear old school stuff. It's a real soft, fluffy fleece, I guess you would say. But like, it's the wind doesn't cut through it. It is very breathable. It's very warm. It's not heavy. I mean, I haven't been packing in. I'm a person that I typically pack in my jacket just because everything I've ever had gets so you hot, sweat. and I don't like that. I have not packed this in one time this week, and I have hunted. This morning it was 30. The other morning it was 27 degrees, and then it's been being like low 30s, mid 30s. I have not packed it in one bit. I have wore all them clothes. I had unzipped my heavyweight hoodie to the bottom, my vest as far as I could zip it down. I mean, like midway. I unzipped my jacket midway. The jacket has pit zips. Unzip it. And the pants have from hip to the ankle zips. And I zip typically unzip them from the hip to the knee. And, like, have not gotten hot. And, like, as soon as I crawl in the stand, zip it all up, hold that body heat yeah. I've done, I done put up. And, I mean, and, like, when I say I get cold easy, I get cold <laughs> This easy. man will freeze <laughs> to death. I will death. freeze to death. And, like, Friday was the true test because, like, I hunted all day. And, like, the house 45, northwest wind at 15 miles an hour, and I hunted in no box stand, overcast. And I Pure was, hunting. I was not cold. Leaked. And, like, <laughs> the next morning was 27, didn't get cold. And, like, I will say best money I've ever spent on a hunting suit is that stuff for sure. Definitely got to be windproof. You know, your outer layer has to be windproof if it's cold. Like, I, I would... I'm definitely going to brag on that suit a lot. And, like, if I – I think the other morning – see, today's Saturday morning. It was, like, 26, 27. I added a light pair of Under Armour joggers, too, and then a Under Armour pullover that's not insulated. It's just literally a pullover, and that's all I've worn. And I walked in with all that, and that's, like, a 500-yard walk to my stand I've been walking. But that's my – cold weather suit for that so anybody got any other you know big tips any you know something something different something you think people should know other than what we've already mentioned man just always keep your fingerless gloves in your pack a neck gaiter and a beanie yeah like just keep it in your pack i don't care if you like wearing it or not yeah because if you get cold, you can always put it you're on. You're going to be like, well, man, I'm going to get down. I'm going to just go walking. I can't stand it no more. You don't want to get down at 9 o'clock. I mean, unless it's like early season or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But if you're deep off in the rut. You want to stay in the stand. You know, pre-rut, post-rut, you never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean, yep. you got that hard number. You want to make it to that. Yep. For sure. You don't want to have to get down an hour early because you're cold. And that's one thing I can't stand is the what if. Like, what if he walked by that, I mean, that hour I got down? Like, the spot, I rely on my hearing a lot. Me too. Me too. Deer mm-hmm. hunting because I For love sure. hunting the woods, mm-hmm. close to the thick stuff, travel corridors, whatever. I'm just about going to hear them before I see them. Yeah, I'm the same way. But you know, the main you, way I know, and then listening. Yeah, but if you get cold, it's like, hey man, you got to put that beanie on or that neck gaiter that 
Put that feels like on. it's almost choking you. Whatever the gloves. Whatever you got to do. To whatever you got to do. If, if it restricts your hearing, all right. Well, maybe I got to look around a little more, a little harder. You know, focus you know, on that. You know, but at least you're still there. Yep. You know? Exactly. Not back at the. In the bed, time the in the camp, stand. Trying to eat a biscuit. You got to put the time in the stand. That's hey, the secret. Don't be scared to bring that little coffee thermos either. Yeah, that absolutely. goes a long way at eight o'clock in the morning when you yeah. break it out. One more. You don't be like me. Up. Have it gone by the first thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, make mine, I'm, I don't down. touch it till eight because I'm like I ain't trying to pee. I ain't trying to pee. No, we pee out of the stand around here. Yeah, absolutely. That's been established in the last episode. And I think, you know, it hasn't been explicitly stated, but moisture, I guess technical terms, moisture management. So just really pay attention when you go to the stand. You know, you might think it's real cold, need to walk to the stand with all my clothes on. I can get real hot before I get to the stand. But if you started sweating. Terrible idea. Like, your body's going to cool down in that temperature. It doesn't matter what clothes you have on. Just kind of pay attention to that. If you have to walk in a little cool, yep. if you've got anything insulated, Absolutely. do not wear that. Just walk in a little cool and put that on. You'll warm up as soon as you start climbing. And That's I, when I, I get warm. I got a little tip for you. And I'm not going to call it a pro tip because, you know, I'm always learning. I'm, I'm, I've never learned it all. Nobody said we're pros. No doubt. So, But if you're in the market for a new suit, whether it's a mid-season late season look for them pants or that jacket you want try to find something with the zippers under the arm the pit zips yeah, pit zips. Hip zips too or if you can find a pant and i know they're out there because i've searched up and down trial and error and finally like just settled on it you want one of the pants that'll zip it's got the full leg zipper yeah zip all the way down whatever Makes it easy for on and off, whether you pack your pants to stand and then put it on, or you're walking a quarter mile, 300 yards, whatever. You can zip it, you know, 12 inches down your thigh. Yep. You can let that heat escape instead of just burning up, sweating, going to the stand. And like Mav said earlier, once you get in the stand, zip it up. get calmed down Trap for just a second, up. zip it up, and you're good. I, that's a big thing I looked at this year because I kind of redid some of my hunt clothes. And that's like, like, hey, I want a pant I can walk. You know, if I need to walk a mile in on somewhere, I want to be able to, like, yeah. not have to pack it. Yep, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. During Thanksgiving, we were hunting, packing stands in. I done zipped them pants all the way down to the ankles. So let it out. Yeah, definitely look for that because that's, I'm telling you, it's been Even so hanging nice. the stand. Leave them unzipped. Yep. But we've been going for a pretty good while, so unless anybody's got anything else to say. Man, I say we do a part two. Yeah, I think we need a part two. Definitely do a part two because, like, I I mean, I could could keep going. Oh, for sure. I got a lot lot of stuff to add. I think we're all – I know me and Maverick for sure – more than I think you are, too. I like gear. I'm I'm the kind of person, and I'll say this, like – I read, if they have 10 pages of reviews of a something I'm looking at, I'm going to read 10 pages of the reviews. I'm not going to read all the five stars. I'm going to start with the lowest ratings, figure out what they didn't like, and then I'll work my way up. And then after that, I'm probably going to watch some YouTube videos of why they like it. 
I mean, I'm, I'm just, that's, I want to know. I want to know how it fits, what they don't like, what they do like. If it's a zipper they don't like, what a button, I want to know what they don't like. Yeah. So I can know whether, if I'm going to be wasting my money or not. But, like, I'm all the time looking at stuff and just trying to figure out, and I'll buy something, and if I don't like it, I'll sell it. I mean, yeah. there's no point in keeping it if you don't like it. Yeah. 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 I guess that's. We're going to finish this this one up with that. Um, as always, leave a five-star review. Leave a comment if you'd like to. Um, if you don't leave a five-star review or a good comment, don't comment and don't leave a review. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we'll end it with that. Thanks for listening, guys.